This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven life. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. Today, we have Allison McNamara with us. She is the founder of Mara, a non-toxic line of algae-infused skincare. We love how she helps women glow, and in her own words, Mara provides insane amounts of hydration and glow. Allison, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Yes, we're so excited because as we all age, skincare, you know, it's like you wish you knew when you were younger, but it's like when you know, you know. So it's so nice to be able to talk to someone who's built a clean, non-toxic and sustainable brand because the skincare is something I think about all day long, really. You know, when I wake up, I wash my face. When I go outside, do I wear a hat? Do I wear sunscreen? You know, it's important. There's a like, lot of mirrors in Sonia's house that she's <laughs> thinking about it all the time. That's so not true. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, you wear a hat and sunscreen. Always important. <laughs> yeah. Tip number one, everybody. We're jumping right in. <laughs> No, but um, I was really curious because you have a background in entertainment um, and how you kind of made that segue into beauty. So I, I did start in entertainment and it was my dream job. I always wanted to be like the next Ryan Seacrest. And that kind of took shape when I went to college because I went to USC, which is in like the heart of Los Angeles, truly, because it's downtown. And at first I thought I wanted to be like a political analyst. And then after going to USC and you're know, getting internships at E and the Daily 10, and this is in the 2000s, which was the height of pop culture entertainment news. Yeah. And or Instagram, right? Where we didn't have to go. We we had to wait until 6 p.m. to kind of get the tea or we read our Us Weekly each week when it came out. So the news cycle was so much different. And so I really thought that was going to be the trajectory that I went on. And so I interned there and I worked at E! briefly after I graduated. And then I got hired at Pop Sugar, which was at the time like a budding digital platform. And it was really gaining traction at the time. And luckily was able to grow with the company and started from doing, you know, small segments on fashion to hosting a daily entertainment news show for them that actually went to network television. But ultimately it got canceled because by this time it's like 2015-ish and we have Instagram, we have access to news in ways that we didn't when I started. And so I really kind of thought about what I would love the next 
10 years of my life to look like. And while I love so much my, my last career, um, I really wanted something that kind of lived beyond me and didn't require me being in the studio and me being the product, me being the service. And so beauty has always been something that I've lived with. My, my family's in beauty and I've always been coming up with ideas for things. And so I just kind of took this Hail Mary and went on a, a new journey. But I do still feel like I get to use my strengths from, from before for things like this podcast, even speaking about my brand. And so I feel like it wasn't totally worthless. <laughs> you know? oh, no, I'm sure it's very valuable, like the connections and yeah, being able to speak about your brand. I feel like that's probably why some brands fails because they're you know, their founder isn't that comfortable in front of the camera or speaking engagements because that's like everyone's number one fear is public speaking, but not yours. You know, I think we all have a little bit of a fear of public speaking, but I think with any sort of skill, like the more you do it, the the stronger the muscle. So while you'll still get those little butterflies before you do something really big, the butterflies become shorter and, and you know how to kind of navigate them better. But if I was to have to like host the Oscars for ABC again for the red carpet, I would definitely be nervous because yeah. it's something I haven't flexed in like six or seven years. What had, kind of red are you most? Skin? Wait, what? Really quick. Who had the best skin on Ooh. the red carpet at the Oscars? You know, I've gotten to interview so many amazing people, but I feel like Anne Hathaway always has really beautiful, like flawless skin. I think when you get to see Jennifer Lopez up close and personal, she always looks amazing. Totally. <laughs> like insane. I literally was just putting makeup on thinking, well, JLo does it like this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever JLo does, like, you know, we, we preach to the Bible of JLo, but yeah, I think those were the two that would stand out. But honestly, a lot of people have really beautiful skin up close and then some don't, you know, it's kind of a hit or miss. I was curious about who, what kind of room do you feel most comfortable in, especially as a female founder? Like, where are you like, oh, these are my people? Is it like your peers in the industry? Like, where are you the most comfortable? Well, I'm kind of a hermit, so I'm most comfortable right here. (laughs) But no, but I, I do love, I have a great network of beauty founders that we're all really good friends. So whether it's, it doesn't really matter what the occasion is, as long as I have one of those kind of peers that I feel really comfortable around, I instantly feel at ease. And I think having a strong support network for women is so important. Even if you're in the same category or even the same type of product, it's nice to have that collaboration over competition and have people that you feel secure around. So I think as with anyone, when you know someone, it makes it instantly feel better. But at the end of the day, what I've learned through this, especially being five years out to market and eight years in with when I started developing it, is everyone is a little insecure and no one totally feels comfortable, even no matter what kind of phase of the life cycle of their brand they're in. This could be a top CEO or someone who's just starting out. There's those insecurities that everyone deals with. And so just having that in the back pocket, knowing that everyone sort of feels like they have no idea what they're doing is what gives me the confidence to kind of feel like I can take up space in those situations. Ooh, that's juicy. Good job. I and love that. I'm so glad you started. You know? <laughs> so glad. I am. <laughs> you know, some people have this dream in their mind and it's in their mind forever and they never act on it. And yeah. then, it, you know, it's not easy. It's hard. It's definitely really it's hard. hard. And I think the more you know about something, the more daunting it is. And so because I didn't previously come from a traditional beauty background, it made, in my opinion, starting a little bit easier because I had no idea what was coming next. And I think the same thing happened with my last career too. If I would have known how few people get 
to even have the opportunity to host certain things, how competitive it was. I'm not sure I would have started, but you kind of have that ignorance is bliss mentality. And so you just have to go for it. You just have to go for it if you really want to do it, but you have to really want to do it too. Yeah, for sure. Where do you find, like, where do your dreams come from? Like, is it a a voice in your head or just like a gut thing? Like, where do, where do you know, like, which way to go next? Like, how do you have those honest conversations with yourself? Well, I'm very intuitive. And mm-hmm. also for the, the products I've currently launched for Mara, those, almost all of them, I had actually created the idea for them while I was launching the brand. So these are dream products that I really felt like I hadn't seen before and things that I would have loved to use. And so I kind of really went with my gut instinct on those first formulations. And now we're at the kind of phase where it is a little bit more challenging because I kind of have all my dream products, not to say that there aren't other things that we can create that are going to be amazing, but I personally gravitate towards oils in my routine. That doesn't mean that we won't ever launch a cream per per se, but it's not something that I naturally gravitate towards. So that's kind of a fun new challenge. And I really had to rely on intuition and then feedback from my team as we're going through formulation. But ultimately, I think your gut tells you everything you need to know. And I think if you do enough research about what you're trying to create, the end result's always going to be really beautiful. Yeah, that's the big thing is like to do your due diligence. Yes. Right? <laughs> and to do the research, not just, you know, take a leap, but also to make a kind of a smart leap. <laughs> calculated leap. Yeah. <laughs> Semi-calculated loop. That's awesome. So tell us, I know you can get Mara at Sephora and then it's in over 250 Sephora stores, which is amazing. But I'm assuming Mara comes from Mar, the sea. It comes from several things. That's so your last name. Yeah, it is my last name, but that's actually not where it came from either. <laughs> I was on a trip to Turkey and I was kind of at this career crossroads where I wasn't sure like what the next thing was going to be because my show got canceled and I had the privilege of going on this amazing family trip and we went to Turkey and I was on the Sea of Marmara. It's this beautiful kind of sea near the Bosphorus in Istanbul. And I thought Mara would be such a beautiful name for a skincare line because it does pay homage to my last name. My last name means Hound of the Sea in Gaelic, if you were to translate it. And so it had this beautiful sea tie-in and I grew up on the coast of California and I just started kind of storytelling, which is something that I do best um, from my past life and created this kind of world of Mara and really took the first steps to get the trademark, get the Instagram handles, get the website. And when those kind of fell into place relatively easily, I took that as a sign to kind of go forward with it. I think we all need those signs. And I took that as as my sign. I love that. So what are the beauty benefits of using algae like infused, creating algae infused products? Well, we're not the first people by any means to use algae in our products. As you know, this has been something that has been used for years, centuries even. And algae is incredible. Think about it. It's the beginning blocks of the food chain of the ocean. It uses light to create itself and produce food photosynthesis. So you're getting a very clean kind of first first element of of nature on your skin that has so many phytonutrients and fatty acids, really good at oxidative stress. I mean, think about it. This algae can live in really harsh climates. We source ours from our proprietary blend off the coast of Ireland and France. And these are like very rugged, intense, cold cold water shores. 
And this algae really has to fight to survive. And so it's that resilience that brings so many amazing benefits to the skin. And one thing I love about algae is that we're continuing to find new species of algae. It's one of the few things on planet earth that we are continuing to discover new types of. So we're really able to be forward with our research and find new amazing properties and benefits to the skin. That's amazing. Yeah, it's I, really cool. I can, I'm envisioning because when I, when we were teaching in the classrooms in LA with girls, I also taught oceanography. Oh, amazing. So so you, I just, you I'm should tell me. <laughs> no, I'm just like envisioning like all the kids, like freaking out about finding a new strain yeah. <laughs> too. like if you source algae that's off the coast of where a volcano erupts and there's going to be different types of volcanic ash and enzymes within those properties or if you're using sea minerals from glacial water like there's different properties there so the idea to kind of keep storytelling and finding really exciting new technology is almost endless which has been really cool yeah that's amazing that's really cool teddy and i need to get some <laughs> <laughs> lines and wrinkles. That's amazing. So um, do you have any tips for anyone in the like very beginning stages if they do want to build a brand, but they want to build a sustainable brand? I think this is a really tough one because sustainability is a word that I have like an interesting relationship with. You know, we try our best from every cycle of the brand creation to make sure we're doing the best for the planet and making the best choices. But at the end of the day, making a beauty brand is inherently not sustainable. You know, making more things is not really sustainable because um, the idea of sustainability is where you're staying at, you're sustaining at the current level. And we obviously want to do better. But um, I think the big things are looking at your formulations, making sure you're choosing really, you know, sustainable practicing when it comes to harvesting and farming your ingredients that you're not leaving the, the earth or the algae or whatever you're sourcing worse than where you found it. So that's kind of why we wild collect our algae, which is done via hand. And that's to maintain the integrity of the colony so they can not only reproduce each year, but also be healthy and thriving. I think with your packaging, you know, you want to try and if you can, I know it's pricey, but glass is the best option. Aluminum is also incredible. Um, but there are a lot of amazing bio-based plastics now, if you want to go more, you know, uh, less pricey route. There's things like bamboo. And I saw like a pitch the other day for like a mushroom plastic. So oh. the wheel is really interesting when it comes to finding sourcing for alternate plastic types, which I think is excellent. But that also brings up another interesting point because end of life cycle for that is also really interesting. Um, while virgin plastic usually can be recycled, sometimes these bio-based plastics, we don't have the capability to recycle them more. So it's weighing all these different options. It's like a juggling act, right? Um, and I think just making smart choices is the most important thing along the way. Yeah, just awareness. I think you hit the nail on the head though. It's like, if we're producing more stuff, that's kind of what we're doing, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, use every last drop in those bottles, guys. <laughs> use every last drop. I mean, we would love to do refillable too, but that's there cool. is this kind of, but there's a lot of, you know, anti mean, because it's high, you know, hygienic, especially with the way some of our formulas are mixed together, like our sunscreen and our cleansing oil. It would be really hard to do something like that. Um, and also with refillable stuff, a lot of times the component takes up to 50 repurchases in order to actually be better than just, you know, buying the original one and, and recycling it and to have a consumer actually buy 50 
I don't think I've gone through 50 universal face oils since I launched the business and I use it every single day. So, you know, I think there's a lot of things that you've got to weigh into to factor sustainability. I have a question, like when you have a brand, it's from your heart, it's from your soul and then it's on the market, right? You've been doing this for years now and someone shows up to market with something similar. It's never going to be yours, but how do you handle that kind of copycat thing that's it happens in every industry. Like I'm in real estate and like, that's pretty archaic, but it's like, you post a video like with these words and then this next person does it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do you handle that? Especially like, yeah, in LA, it's really magnified and with social media, as we all know. We've had some really, you know, big examples of this and I won't like name the names, but like, I'm really passionate about the words. And that's where my journalist background comes in tomorrow is I write every ounce of copy, every marketing slogan. These are like words that I've like piled over and poured over for, for weeks and months and times. And so to see them replicated really uh, sucks. But at the end of the day, if you're the one that's creating, you're not copying, then you're writing the playbook and you have to understand that the next move is you're not waiting on anyone to make a move because you are the next move. And so I think to be in the, the first kind of forward life cycle is a much better way to operate versus in the copycat life cycle. And so you can't let it get to you. I mean, there's some that really did get to me in, in the past, but you just kind of have to get over it. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I like that. Like just be the leader. It's like, that's where you want to go with your brand anyway. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of ine inevitable. Like that's kind of like what humans do unfortunately, with no homage to you. It's like inspired by Allison. Wouldn't that be kind of cool if someone just kind of like said it? Like, yeah. but everyone like hide. <laughs> they like hide. Like, it's like, just be like, I saw that and that was really cool. And I'm going to take this piece. Love you. Yeah. Kind of like when you source, when you're doing like research for an essay, right? And you like source who you got your information from. Unfortunately, that doesn't translate into uh, <laughs> any sort of product good space. Yeah, you might get sued. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But like when someone does something crazy or it could be anything from just like having a bad day and your, your, your day just switches, like when you're saying like, let it go or get over it, like what do you do to take care of your brain or your body? Or do you allow it to be uncomfortable for a day. I think, it, you know, processing emotions is really important. You know, whatever emotion that is, it's good to just kind of face it head on. But I also think that managing emotional stress can be kind of, you know, made more even if you do things like eat really healthy and you exercise, like I'm really into Pilates. So I try and I have like a set schedule. So I force myself to work out like three to four times a week. And that really kind of just makes me feel so much better if I'm, not working out. I'm always more irritable. I don't manage stress as well. I get angrier, easier. So I think it just depends on who you are, but that's something that I like to do. I agree. I'm on this early morning workout train and I feel better and I don't yeah. feel like anything can really bother me as much for sure. Totally. It's crazy how much exercise kind of plays into our whole psyche. So I think that's super important. I'm not like I hate working out in the morning, but I do do it twice a week. If I had my like dream workout time, it'd be 10 a.m. But you know, totally <laughs> I run a business. So unfortunately that doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah. When you, this is just kind of bringing up a lot of weird stuff, like from when we were building our brain in LA, but when you meet like new people, like how do you, I know you said you're intuitive, but do you let people in or do you kind of keep your cards close for a while? And like, how do you let a friend or in a relationship, how do you let people gain your trust and respect? Oh, that's a good question. I think when it comes to new friends, like I'm 36, mm -hmm. so 
you know, I'm not like out there making a ton of new friends every single day. I have like my inner circle of the people that I love and that bring me joy. But I think especially when you've got like a working relationship, when you're, you know, hiring a new employee or you're at a networking event and you find another amazing brand founder, I think you just kind of have to rely on your gut and you have to kind of look at the, assess the friendship or the new relationship and see like, is it equal, right? Are they like constantly asking you for things and are you the one that's providing the information or is it, you know, coming from both ends? Are you both texting each other things? And I think a solid relationship has to have, you know, equal, equal representation and equal, equal input on both sides. So I kind of use that as the assessment. Yeah. Even if something starts off equal and then dissipates, it's like, let it go. Yeah. I got invited to this lady's birthday party like yesterday and I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I was like, I'm not available. I didn't even make up a lie. Like I'm busy. I'm like, I'm just not available because you're not, you haven't put in any effort to be my real friend, but it's your birthday and you need someone to show up. I don't get it. Yeah. That's icky. And paste text too. I was like, this is crazy. I haven't talked to you in over a year, but happy birthday. Yeah, but happy birthday. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> cool. So we always end every episode with what makes you feel the most alive? Ooh, what makes me feel the most alive? I think being in like vibrational element with all the things in my life makes me feel the most alive. It's not one thing, but I think when the eating's on point, the sleeping's on point, because I've had a problem with sleeping for quite some time. So when I'm sleeping, I'm eating healthy, I'm working out. I feel like I have the freshest ideas. I'm communicating clearly. I feel like those are the times where I feel most in line with myself. So making sure I'm checking in and, and taking care of my overall healthy well-being is the most important. And it's easy to fall off the rails and you know, it's for me, it's like taking like magnesium citrate has changed my life. I take two each night. I go to sleep better. It helps with my digestion. I just feel better, but it's easy to fall off those things too. You know, you've gotten ready for bed. You, you don't want to get up and, and get the supplement, whatever it is, you know, it's easy to fall off. So just making sure you're diligent about those small habits is what makes me feel like the most vibrationally aligned. I love that. No one's ever said that before. Really? Your oh. synergy with the vibration element. You know, like it's so true. It's like you wake up and you feel like you're in the flow. Yeah. Like when you wake up naturally, like before your alarm, even because you know, you've slept a nice amount of sleep and mm -hmm. you're getting ready to go to that early morning class. I mean, mine aren't that early. Mine are at 8am and that still feels early to me. Yeah. Um, and I also think feeding your mind with, with, you know, knowledgeable stuff. Like, I think it's so easy to get sucked into TikTok, which I love, but like <laughs> not TikToking for three hours right before I go to sleep. Like, okay, you can have an hour and then maybe you watch something that's informational or a show that you enjoy. And then I try and like read before I go to bed. So you're not just like sucking the energy out of you. Have you, I, I'm a magnesium person too. I think it's a total game changer, but I just added ashwagandha to it and I'm out. I'm out cold. The best. I love ashwagandha. It's amazing for adrenal support to kind of lower all of the cortisol levels. And I don't, don't take it every day, but I do take um, ashwagandha from time to time. I love putting it in like a smoothie, but I should try it at night. Cause I have, yeah, I have some yeah. like in a tea or something, but yeah. sleeping is hard. I think as a business owner, sleeping can be really tough. And if you really want to like change your life, there's an amazing book called outlive by Peter Atia, And he kind of talks through, um, 
you know, the importance of sleep, but also just cellular regeneration and all of it that's tied to it and how little Americans and society is sleeping. And that was a big wake up call for me. So very cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. We had uh, Molly Eastman on the podcast. She's a sleep expert and she was linking how, if you don't like have the full seven to nine hours of sleep, it can have, you can get, get dementia and all these different. Yeah. Brain neurological stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's hard because like I'm in bed for the full time, but it's more just like, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's hard to turn off. Yeah, it is if you're making the effort. Um, but you have inspired me because when you said um, like you were at the sea and then you, you know, had your website and all that stuff, it was like a sign to move forward. And today I'm actually, I'm a meditation teacher and I just got my website made and all the stuff, but today I have my first corporate client. So Congratulations. I'm feeling low too. Yeah, feeling <laughs> low and that, that is the sign. Like that is this, yeah. you know, that's a sign if I've ever heard of one. Like, you know, getting your first client or seeing success with your, you know, when you launch something, you just kind of take those small joys and use them to propel you to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Thank yeah. you so much for being on, Allison. And tell everyone where they can follow you, shop do all the good stuff. So you can follow Mara at the Mara beauty and I'm at Allison McNamara and you can shop us at Sephora, which is so exciting. That was a dream for me. So really exciting to be able to say that. Yeah, that's big time. Thanks so much. You're awesome. Thank you, Allison. Have the best day. We'll send you some Mara goodies so you can try it. I will accept. I accept. (laughs) We'll get your information and then we'll make sure we get some to you. Awesome. Thank Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thanks to our guest. For more information on her, see the show notes. Please hit subscribe if you have not already. That way, a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week.